Once upon a time in a land called Chicago, every year in September means it's time to return back, back to school. I remember shopping for school supplies, neatly pressed shirts and trousers with leather penny loafers and sensible tennis shoes for the daily grind of going to school. My mom informed me that going to school is my job. Respect your teachers inside the classroom and then, of course, she would say, honey, girl, don't you embarrass me. Speak when spoken to and address every adult with a Mr. or Mrs. to their name. And come on, girl, pick up your eyes up off the floor and give eye contact to the teacher. Follow instructions, do your homework and focus. I'm wondering if today's kids are receiving those same pep talks I experienced back in the day. Well, it's time to turn off the alarm clock, guys, and wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Maybe then they'll listen to what you have to say. One thing I know for sure, teachers are vital. Teachers are invaluable, and teachers need and deserve respect. In the new 2021 school year, administrators, teachers, and staff are all facing different and diverse challenges. We got a preview of some of those challenges from a Brooklyn-based high school principal on last time. This time, we've changed the lens from New York to Chicago. Today, we speak with a high school educator, writer, and producer who is teaching locally here in the Midwest. And guess what? It happens to be our own executive producer, Mr. Michael Womble. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. We would like to thank our local title sponsor for supporting Interludes A1 Pestmasters. This episode is brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevia Coffee and Tea. And now... All the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. school in the Chicago suburbs. What has that experience been like? It's been great. Uh, it's been a really great experience. Um, I'm originally from Chicago and I've been teaching now for about six years and this is my first opportunity to teach in the Chicagoland area to be around um, students in high school um, where I grew up. So these students are coming from places that I'm very familiar with and and really experiences that I, I knew grew up growing up. So um, it's been very familiar. Uh, for instance, one of the weird things that has happened uh, at the school, I think it was somewhere second or third day, a uh, guy came up to me and said, hey, Michael, 
And I'm like, who's that? You know, obviously somebody that maybe knew me or something. And it was, it was one of my former teachers from high school. So, uh, wow. so this is someone who uh, remembered me as a student. And now he is, you know, on staff working with students just like I am. So that was a really interesting kind of experience to have. Uh, we talked a bit, you know, and um, he works with seniors and I have some seniors in my class. So I've been able to sort of direct them his way for him to help them, you know, pursue college applications and do some things. And um, that's, that's pretty interesting, you know, to see somebody like, that you remember when you were at a different point in your life, uh, you know, and now here they are, and you you have moved into this, you know, into this profession that you, you know, enjoy. So that was an interesting kind of experience. I will say that whether we realize it or not, teachers are very influ influential to shaping young minds, especially in I want to say junior high and then going into high school. What has been the most powerful tool you've used as a teacher to influence young minds? The most powerful tool? Um, when you say that, what, what do you mean? I want to make sure I understand what you're what you're asking. You teach English. Yes. And yes. there are topics that you're teaching I know about that might seem somewhat not exciting. For example, in my in my case, I was never moved by studying Shakespeare. There has got to be a okay. way to make literature come alive for the average student. Oh, sure. Yeah. What do you do? Okay. Okay. So, well, first of all, let's, let's, let's break this down. Because um, there are two kind of major texts that come out in most high school experiences across the country. Yeah. Uh, from freshman year to senior year, at some point, students will probably read and learn about Romeo and Juliet and Macbeth. Usually those are the two. Mm -hmm. um, Romeo and Juliet is a very interesting story. On the surface, if you just broke down the story, you'd say that there's no way you put that story in front of a bunch of teenagers, uh, <laughs> given the subject matter and the choices made by the character. It's really just not appropriate. It's Anybody not else wrote that and they tried to put that into a school curricula, you know, there would be uh, outrage and pitchforks at the school board meeting. However, <laughs> it's Shakespeare, so he gets away with what, like suicide and seemingly mass murders and just all sort of just sordid material. Um, so if you look at Romeo and Juliet, basically, and you've seen it on you know, on the screen starring Leonardo DiCaprio, different interpretation. You got two games. I mean, you couldn't get more urban than that. They're families, they're families. Yeah, they're gangs. They're two gangs that roll through 
uh, you know, one person from one side falls in love with someone from the other side. And now you've got this tremendous conflict between these two folks. You got a lot of people that don't end up alive at the end. I mean, <laughs> these are things that kids are, at least kids in uh, many settings, both urban and rural, are familiar with. Okay. Uh, and that's really not even why you read it. You don't read it because you read it to learn about structure and right. how a writer approaches, co brings conflict into a story. You yeah. know, you and I have talked about you know, various films that lack conflict. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, we talked about one uh, on Netflix right now. Beautiful people, no conflict in the story. So really no reason to ever watch it. Um, so every story has conflict. So kind of helping students figure out what that is, what it means, um, so that they can become better readers, mm -hmm. uh, which will help then in turn help them writing, which may get them the careers that they're interested in pursuing, um, or just unlock that part of their lives so that they can fill out forms and communicate to people on a high level. Uh, these are all important things. So I think that's something that I bring to the classroom. Uh, I, I asked why you what you were asking because then there's the other part that okay. I know is very important. Um, so if you're listening to this now, uh, this is part two of our back to school. And in part one of our back to school, uh, very um, accomplished principal, Sean, Sean Brown um, in New York, uh, kind of mentioned the fact that, you know, he stands out. And uh, certainly I know that I stand out. I'm mm -hmm. a unicorn in the fact that I'm in education. Uh, right. First of all, I'm male and, uh, and not a coach, right? I'm male, a teacher that doesn't coach an athletic team. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, but many male coaches, a male teacher that I know also serve uh, their schools in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, they're also serve as athletic coaches to, to help um you know give that student athlete uh, a full experience i don't do that <laughs> i don't do that um so i'm kind of rare in that and then being african-american and the teacher um i'm i stand out in that way um many students that i have encountered have either never seen an African-American male teacher. Uh, they've never had one, uh, you know, personally. And at times the schools that I have worked at, I have either been the first or the first in many years. Wow. So um, that's... How does that... How does that make you feel? Because I feel like that would... I don't know, put some undue pressure upon me to either overperform or just go above and beyond. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a bunch of pressure. Mm -hmm. But but here's something to consider. I, I want you to think about this. 
Okay. okay. So I, I'm telling you that I've had this experience before, you know, right. being the only or being one of a few. Mm. Okay. Imagine this. You're the only. You come into a school setting and that school already has a DSU. In high school? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my school my high school had one. Yeah, I didn't experience that until I got to ago. college. Yeah, I didn't experience that until I got to college, but Okay, wow. so so your so your school has a BSU. Who's your advisor? Who was my advisor? No, I'm saying who's your advisor? Um, when I was when I had a, when I had a BSU, it's not, no, 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 no. Listen, okay. okay, what I'm asking is, if you come into a high school mm-hmm. and you are the only African American teacher there, uh-huh. and there already exists at that school a Black Student Club or Black Student Union, oh, who's, who's the, the advisor? Who's? That would be you, whether you want to be or not. No, but but of course it's not right. Because you're oh, it's just not here you. and it already exists. Okay. It would be someone who is not of color. Exactly. Yeah, that would make sense. Right. Are they trying to... So then to... when you arrive, then, you know, I'm not saying that that is something that you're, you're steered toward. Not at all. But I, what oh, I'm saying okay. is... That when the the members of that organization, you know, see you arrive, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's like, let's go talk to that dude, right? Like, hey, you know, suddenly, you know, you're on Cheers. Everybody knows your name. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. This upcoming school year is unique in itself that many of the schools are in person. Um, a few, a lot were, I want to say 80% of schools were, as you said, virtual. Mm-hmm. But we have learned and definitely studies have shown that the social interaction between children is what is needed for their development in you know, doing well in school. What has been the, I want to say the overall challenge that you may be facing or, or is facing when teaching, like you're teaching with a mask on. So I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering how is that? Cause before that, you, that a, no, yeah. no problem for me. No nope. voice right now. I mean, we're, we only have a microphone. I'm using a microphone now cause it's attached to a camera. I don't need a microphone. You can hear me without a microphone. I can just speak right into, right into whatever device it is, and it would pick up my my voice very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, you know, trained in theater. Uh, I can be heard. That little mask okay. that bothered me, okay. and I and also use a uh, device. What is it? The um, turtle. If, turtle. If some of you may be familiar with that. It's kind of an insert you can stick I in. Have that. I have that. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. It pushes. It pushes the the cloth away from your face, so and it almost kind of acts as like a a, a speaker Gate. or something. A little speaker. So, okay. so I, I'm heard. They 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 can hear me, 
and uh, so that I don't have an issue that and they don't have an issue hearing me um, the classroom experience I think that's a really good point something that you raised there um, when you think about it we have two classes of quote unquote first year high school students you know let me explain that freshmen first year i've been coming oh, first year Here, okay. here's here's why okay so uh the freshman class that comes in is new to high school they you know they're just they graduated last year from eighth grade um now they're in this you know this new building for many of them they're among, you know, much older kids. They're the youngest. They don't know anything. They don't know even the layout of the building, you know, how to get to lunch. They're learning these things on the first day. You know, how, who's, where's my class? You know, who are these teachers? This is all new to them <laughs> as freshmen, as freshies, right? Uh, freshmen. Mm-hmm. But then you have a sophomore class that's doing the exact same thing. And this is something you have to be conscious of. All right. Because, Val, last year. Nobody was in, very, very few. Very few of them were actually physically in school. So for some of those sophomores, this is also their first time being in the school building. Mm-hmm. Being around, you know, the faculty, the staff, going mm-hmm. to have lunch with their class in the cafeteria. These these are all new experiences for them too, you know? Their first high school experiences. But they they had a red shirt year where they had to, you know, like if they were an athlete on a team, they couldn't perform that way. They had to stay home, sit on the bench. So now they're getting off the bench and back into the school environment. So it's new to them too. So then you have two big classes of students that are all experiencing this for the first time. Wow. That's, that's, that's different, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, when you teach that, you have to kind of keep that in mind too, you know? Um, navigating, I, I say navigating that. I, I say that, that, yeah. that I teach um, English. That's my background. But the other thing I try to be conscious of and also teach as well as continuously learn about is empathy. I mean, that's okay. really key to the whole high school experience is mm-hmm. to, for these young people to learn to be empathetic toward one, one another, another. Mm-hmm. so that they can function well. And on the whole, they do. I mean, I've taught in, um, now I'm in a, a, in a private uh, religious school, uh, religious space school, but I've taught in you know, public schools, mm-hmm. uh, charter public schools. Wow. Uh, and that's still something that I try to bring to the classroom, whatever classroom I'm in, is uh, mm-hmm. lessons on empathy and to use literature in that way to uh, engender and, uh, you know, support being empathetic toward one another, understanding other people's experiences. Uh, so that you hope that they might understand yours. 
Wow. And and this is, um, I think it's key to being someone who's interested in reading and then in turn becoming someone who is better at writing. Hmm. Yeah. So we do that. We do that. Yeah. Yeah. That That's important because this the teachers that had the most effect on me in high school were the ones that really pushed me pushed me past what I limited myself to and then I they literally took I took once my mind took the limits off of what I could do I was mm-hmm. able to soar yeah one and one of my um one of my um what we would call it as like a, a mentor teacher at because it's a man in the school is someone who is there in the department well established mm-hmm. you know they're my go-to person when i have a question uh, one of the first things that you know we kind of shared together as an assignment to give to uh students was um a a article about mindset like what type of mindset do you have? Do you have an open mindset or a closed mindset? I thought that was really uh, appropriate, especially for the beginning of a, a new year. And it's right. something I really brought to, especially wanted my um, freshmen to see because I want them to have that open mindset uh, um, that they can do and achieve anything. I don't want them to limit themselves. I want them to know that things are, are possible. Uh, there's a whole world of possibilities over the next you know, years of high school. And even then, when I spoke to the seniors, is that, you know, whatever you do after school, uh, after this level of school, be that, you know, uh, junior college, that two year, four year institution, uh, higher learning, uh, trade school, uh, military service, whatever it is that you do, just know that that you know make that choice and know, and know that it's it's not permanent. You know, um, sure, military, you sign a contract, you there till you know <laughs> until it ends, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. But you know, two year, four year institution, you may go in as a. Uh, philosophy major and leave out you know as an accountant it could happen you it know be happen. open to it be open to it open you know figure out what what you like what makes yeah. you happy um you know yeah. be open to the fact that maybe you don't know what your purpose is yet and that you are going to go on a journey of self-discovery to figure that out um you don't have all the answers that's what I like to let them know. You don't have all the answers right now. This is the time to figure it out. Mm. Be open to what the answer might be. You know, don't be closed off to it like it. Well, you know, I've always done this. So this is what I'm going to do. Well, you know, in two, three years, you might be burned out on that. And <laughs> looking around for something else. So just be be open. Be, yeah. um, you know, ready to receive that information or that take on that experience now a lot of people think this is easy as it looks books and books around concepts and hooks session to session to get thoughts manifesting stressing and stressing to hit the world with a blessing a lot of people often that cool but how you giving back the way i give back is through the knowledge of my rap the traditional careers that that was open to us 
so many years ago. I believe technology has changed many, definitely have changed many of the careers that um, students can have an interest in going into. And definitely you can graduate from high school and go right into what you really want to do. Um, I know that from going from a vocational high school, they train you to do a lot of trades. But now with technology, you're able to do, you can pretty much go off and, and, and do many types of careers that necessarily mm -hmm. does not require a college degree. And wrapping up, what was some of the best advice you received um, in your transition from high school to college? And what's some of the best advice that you could give your students now in thinking about being open to career choices that are available to them now? Wow. Some of the best advice. That you receive first. Yeah. Wow. Got to go back into the vault for that one. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm struggling and trying to think of what that what that was in terms of advice. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think I'm I'm a little bit unusual in that in that respect uh, because um, I didn't like high school. <laughs> I didn't. Of course, you, so, of course you do. I didn't like grammar what? school and I loved high school. Oh, I no, hated grammar no, school. No, no, I no, loved I, high school. Yeah, okay. Well, that's you. Good for you. <laughs> I, I didn't like high school. Oh, okay. my gosh. You know, there are many reasons why I didn't like high school. I went to a high school that, you know, for three years that I was going to graduate from that school and that school closed, which is quite unusual. Well, then um, that I, was a there was a there was a trauma that happened that interrupted yeah, your exactly. okay yeah so so I mean so then I had a class I had an identity within that class I enjoyed that identity um, I had friends I had a whole experience there and then it just suddenly went away right at what you would argue would be the most important time senior year. So as a high school student, I had to go to a different school. Uh, that would be the school that I would graduate high school from, which is meaning that I was a senior, but I was functioning as I mentioned, like those freshmen and sophomores that I'd see, you know, in these first weeks of school. I didn't know where anything was at the school. I didn't know anybody. Right. Nobody knew me. Uh, I'm just kind of wandering, trying to figure it out. And oh, by the way, as I'm doing that, I'm also in these very specific classes of, of AP and honors. Oh. So I'm seeing essentially the same kids over, you know, my and peers, over. same ones over and over again. Over again so I'm not yeah. meeting anybody new, new. in okay. the school. You know, I'm just seeing <laughs> the same folks. And once again, just to uh, make it even more complicated, I am then now again, you know, one of two or the only African-American student in that class. Ah, uh -huh. so, yeah, I didn't really like high school. 
Okay. Because that was that was that was kind of rough. That was a bit rough. Uh, my AP English class, I remember as a high school student, we were reading uh, Invisible Man. Ah. And they thought, oh, well, this will be interesting, you know. And as the only African-American student in the class reading Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison, which is pretty much a quintessential book about the African-American experience in English academia at that time. Exactly. Uh, it's like, right. well, what do you think? And they kept asking <laughs> you that. I bet they kept asking you that. And you it, it, but, like, but you Argh. know what? They had a good reason to ask that because by that time, I had already read that book, I think the, the year before. Oh. So I was rereading that book with them. And so I knew the book. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it was an all African-American class, I still, you know, as a teacher, you would ask, turn to me like, well, what did you think? Cause you're reading it for the second time. You know, are you picking up different things this time? But the fact that, yes, I was the, the only black student in that class. Like, so black kid. <sighs> representing the race again. So oh, gosh. And <laughs> you, and and during, um, and that senior year, there was no advisement, no one that you, like, you know, found yourself, hey, let me talk to this person. Or, hey, let me get some advice. You no, know, I had, um, and it's, I can't, I can't think of her name now. I okay. did have a teacher who wasn't my teacher. She wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, a teacher of any class that I was taking, but she was a teacher there at the school. And she reached out to me and it was really good. She was very, very helpful. And I don't know if I could have gotten through that school without her uh, mm-hmm. support. There you um, go. She was a contact who was kind of connected to the community. Um, okay. She was our connection to organizations like Jack and Jill. Oh, nice. Uh, the Lynx and okay. to NAACP. So in that senior year, uh, as a student, I participated in uh, NAACP's uh, AXO program, which is like their academic, uh, cultural, technology, scientific Olympics. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, so it was a really, a really, really great program, and mm-hmm. I competed on the South Suburban level of it, and entered in one of the writing categories and won that category for my Ooh. region, which meant that I got to go to the national convention, which was an amazing experience as a high school student because I met other African American high school. Um, students from all around the country. Mm. And we essentially stayed in the same hotel for like a week during that convention and we got mm-hmm. to participate things. And I'm real old, Val. So one of the treats that we had was we got to go to a screening, a special screening just for us of this new movie that was coming out. What was the movie? So, uh, so we had high school students from the Chicago area, from all across the country, New York, okay. you know, mm-hmm. Florida, California, LA was in the house for sure. We heard them because the movie that we got to watch, the special screening of just for high school students in ACTO was called 
boys in the hood. Oh. <laughs> so we got to see that movie before it came out in the ah. specials. So when they show the, the, the cars rolling down the street, now mm-hmm. Crenshaw, Man, you knew you could. You knew where all the LA, you know, the LA folks were from. Oh, they were they loud. They got would. loud. Yeah, yeah, they got real loud. They love the fact that that you could see their, uh, you could see their city, and they were seeing their city for the first time on screen. It was oh. like quite an experience. That that's that, that soundtrack. And that movie is legendary. Yo. with you know high school students african American from across the country and get to talk to them about what they thought of what they saw mm-hmm. that was yeah yeah that was very memorable so yeah. i think that um one of the things that we got to remember about high school is it's not just what happens inside the classroom it's mm-hmm. the whole experience it's the athletic experience it is the uh, extracurricular experience and it's also those opportunities that we get um, to be um, to really uh, participate um, as a young person. That that really makes the difference. Excellent, Michael. Thanks for talking with me about your experience, and I hope that you have a great school year. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy I was able to work this into my busy schedule. <laughs> oh, gosh. All I'm right, Valerie. we'll try to catch up again sometime soon. I, exactly, exactly. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us as we break down the latest topics surrounding music and movies and politics every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live on our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson and Michael Womble, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevilla, the natural weight loss coffee and tea brewed with MTC oil and Ramon seeds. For more information and to purchase Montevilla coffee and tea, please visit linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. When you book your appointment with A1 Pestmasters, tell them that you heard it first on the podcast called Interludes. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia.com. <laughs>